Hello again, fellow citizens and fellow patriots. This is the Common Sense American. And yes, this week we have the Democratic National Convention. Uh, I talk about it, but I didn't watch it. Um, I don't really see the need to. I've seen some uh, highlights of it. It's really all I needed to see. Uh, and I have a feeling that the ratings are going to be absolutely terrible. Uh, but before I get into why I think that it doesn't really matter and that Trump only needs to do one thing to secure victory in November. Uh, I'll throw a quick uh, movie recommendation out just for the hell of it. Um, I don't do Hollywood anymore. I, I, have, I don't think I've seen a new movie in 10 or 15 years. I'm not missing anything. I can't stand the pandering. I can't stand being insulted. Uh, and the, the quality has sunk so low. It's, I guess they all think we're just nine-year-olds, um, which unfortunately I think uh, much of America has slipped so far that maybe that's not inaccurate. Uh, and I do watch some, I, I watch some new movies. They're almost all international, however. They come from other countries. And frankly, they put our Hollywood to shame. But I know most people don't like subtitles. Um, so I'm not going to be recommending any of those. But uh, from the, uh, the golden age of film, I would recommend um, uh, West Point Story. Not to be confused with West Side Story, of course, the, the well-known Broadway play. This is West Point Story. This uh, stars uh, James Cagney in a very rare singing and dancing role, as well as uh, Virginia Mayo and Doris Day, two of my absolute favorites. Um, it's, it's, it's a musical. It's one of those lighthearted musicals with a lot of great content, a lot of great uh, song and dance, um, and isn't a bad story to boot either. Um, but specifically, there's, it, it takes place at West Point, and, and uh, there's a great speech in it from one of the cadets who stands on stage and um, talks about the honor of, of, of American history and the history uh, also of West Point. And it's just not something you hear. Today, hell, they probably say they probably ban it or something, uh, because he references the founding fathers and he references God, and it's it's just a very uplifting and heartening speech, and it's it's certainly worth um, certainly worth seeing. And I wouldn't say you know watch the whole movie just for that one speech, but there are other good things in the movie as well. But um, that's certainly worth seeing because we don't we just don't see it today. Where are you ever going to see that? Um, you just, you can't find it. You can't find that, that stalwart patriotism, that belief in something, something that's bigger than ourselves and not just in terms of religion, but also in terms of our institutions, in this case, uh, the military. And I think it's just, I, it's, it's also interesting because, um, <coughs> uh, James Cagney's character actually has to, joins, um, the cadets, uh, sort of as an honorary cadet to prove that he, sh he can be one of them. Uh, he's there to um, uh, choreograph a show that they're putting on. He's, a, he's, a, he's an entertainer. But in order to understand them and understand their world, he you know has to sort of become one of them. And it's, he's really nothing like them, obviously. And he doesn't think too highly of them at the start. But it's a fantastic transformation. And, and again, well worth watching. Um, me, I, I watch anything with, with Taurus Day and Virginia Mayo's an added bonus. But um, in general, I think it's just, I think everybody would really enjoy it. And of course, it's family friendly. Again, unlike so much of things that we get from the filthy Hollywood today. Um, but anyway, moving on to uh, Trump and, um, you know, the upcoming election and the Democratic National Convention. And of course, the Republican National Convention, which is just a, a week and a half away. Um you know, you, you take a look, I mean, you, you look at the people who have 
summarized what has happened this week and those who have seen it. I've seen the comments. Basically, all I'm getting is that it's boring and that it's just uh, one long litany of Trump bashing, which, again, is not too surprising. We all predicted that. At this point, all the Democrats really are doing are proving beyond a shadow of a doubt that they have nothing. They don't have a platform. I have been saying this for years. Their platform basically just consists of slamming the president and jamming a just a, a really tired old agenda down everybody's throats. They have nothing new. They point out a million problems that this country has and give you no way of fixing it. All their ways of fixing it are completely asinine. And as we have seen, I mean, you take a look around, find me a Democrat-run city that hasn't erupted in riots and protests or is flirting with absolute flat-out bankruptcy that doesn't suffer from tremendous poverty and crime. You want to find a city with a lot of poverty and crime? Just go to a Democrat-run city. Now, I'm not saying that it's cut and dry. I'm not saying that the, there are no uh, poverty-stricken, you know, crime-addled, Republican-driven areas. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying there are far fewer. And anything that has a, where Democrats have a stranglehold on that particular area, you can, I can guarantee you that quality of life sucks. And especially for minorities. Isn't that interesting? A fact that many minorities, especially black people, are starting to figure out that they are not being helped and have not been helped in decades. They've been listening to the same tripe. They've been listening to the same promise of Democrats for years and years, and they have gotten nothing out of it. All they've gotten is more poverty and more crime. Because you cannot treat this with socialism. You can't treat this with social programs and taking things away from the people who have and just giving it to people who don't. Socialism doesn't work. Communism doesn't work. None of that works. And that's their, that has been their only, their only answer to this. And it has never worked. So because it doesn't work, we all know it doesn't work, they've decided that they're just going to trash Trump. After all, it's the fastest way to get results from a constituency that that's all they know. It's all they care about. They have been conditioned for four years now, almost four years, uh, by the media to absolutely despise the president. They have been, it doesn't even matter. It's, it's almost like a, uh, it's, it's instinctual now. It's driven into their heads you say something bad, they say Trump. It's just there. The media has done an excellent job of doing this. It rained today, must be Trump. Global warming, must be Trump. COVID, Trump. It doesn't matter what it is. We all knew that when COVID was first revealed, we all knew that they would blame Trump. Now, at the time, we didn't even see any way they could blame Trump. You didn't even have anything to do with it. It came from China. Oh, yes, it did. It came from China, spread all over the world, spread here, there, whatever. It spread. There wasn't didn't anything to do with Trump. Now, you can criticize his reaction to it if you like. His reaction to it was based only by the people surrounding him, the experts surrounding him. Back in January, people like Dr. Fossey didn't really think much of this, didn't think it was much of an issue. Hence, neither did Trump. Fossey is Trump's go-to guy for medical issues, is he not? You want to blame somebody, blame the people around Trump. He was only reacting to what he was told, what he was given. He said, where's the information on this COVID thing? Here it is, sir. Okay. Okay. Well, I see the stats and facts doesn't look like it's that big of a deal. I don't think we should be completely shutting down the world's biggest economy. 
So we'll just not do that right now until we have more information. And that's really all it was. Except now, of course, it's his fault. All the deaths are his fault. Doesn't even matter. Doesn't also matter that he has wanted to put a, a hammer lock on our immigration for years. If we had stricter immigration laws, like many countries have, this wouldn't be anywhere near as big of an issue. Look at the countries with strict immigration uh, policies and laws. Go ahead, take a look. They're the ones who are suffering the least from this because it came from out of their country. It had to come from somewhere. It doesn't just float through the air and over the ocean. It has to come from people. And if you keep letting people in from every corner of the earth with very little vetting in place, almost none, then yes, you are going to be prime targets for any virus that pops up anywhere on the planet. One of the other reasons you need stricter immigration policy. This virus has proven that we absolutely need that, that everybody needs it for the safety and stability of whatever that nation is. Doesn't matter if it's the U.S. or any country. And like I said, any country that has stricter laws and policies are suffering from this almost not at all. Because it didn't really come there in giant waves. Big surprise, big surprise that the epicenter of COVID here is New York City. Well, of course. How many immigrants end up there? Look, the bottom line is this has nothing to do with Trump. The virus had nothing to do with Trump. Democrats keep saying that. They can keep pushing it. But it's their only mantra. It's all they have. So that being the case, this is what I say to President Trump. If I was an advisor, and I'm certainly not qualified to be his advisor or anything like that, even close to that, but I have eyes and I have a brain and I'm using them. And I would say to him, don't continue to stoop to their level. I, I know he has a tendency to defend himself, and I would too, and he, he likes to go after the Democrats and, and call them out for this and that and trade barbs and get into fights. I understand it. I understand why he's doing it. I understand the frustration he must face on a daily basis. However, I think I speak for a great many people when I say we're all a little tired of it. And I don't mean specifically of Trump. We're just tired of the mudslinging in general. We're tired of the fighting. It's endless and it doesn't get us anywhere. What we really want is to get the hell away from all this fighting, to become peaceful once again and respectful of others, others once again. And the only way to really do that is to have a leader who isn't going to continue to uh, partake of these childish uh, fights. You know, I, he sh I'm not saying he should be quiet. I'm not saying he should stay up Twitter. I'm not saying he shouldn't defend himself. I'm saying that he should focus exclusively on his own achievements and on the lack of achievement on Democrats. When it comes to debate time, right, you don't, don't you know, oh, you said this, you're a socialist, and this guy's just a Marxist, and you hate America. We, we, we get all that. What we want is a big list of achievements from Trump saying, this is what I have done in the four years I've been here. And you can judge me on this, okay? And as for Democrats, here's what they have failed to do. And that's it. We're going to gauge job performance versus job performance. That's it. And if you do that with Trump versus Biden, boy, it's it doesn't look good for Biden. Let take as much emotion out of this as possible. We constantly complain that the that we are overfueled with emotion, especially leftists. All they do is operate on emotion. They don't care about facts. All they care about is basically foaming at the mouths and freaking out and screaming that Trump is the devil. 
Well, the way to combat that is to be as sane and as normal as possible and say, here are the stats. This is the way things are. I'm sorry if you don't like them, but this is it. This is what you got. This is what we should be voting on. This is the way politics kind of always was, you know. I mean, yes, mudslinging and all that has always been a part of it, all the way back to Roman times. I understand that. But the premise of the vote should not be based on, you know, emotion. It really can't be. Right now, I will guarantee you something. That all these people who are going to vote Biden, and yes, there are going to be many millions who vote for Biden. I will absolutely guarantee you that the majority of them, and I mean the overwhelming majority, will tell you that they don't really like Biden that much. They don't think much of him. They don't, they're not sure if he's going to be a great president. But the one thing they know is they want Trump out. That's it. This, they are not, the majority of people who vote for Biden will not be casting a vote for Biden. It's just an anti-Trump vote. That's all it is. And they were conditioned to cast it for the past four years. They've been conditioned to cast it so that whoever the Democrats ran, it didn't really matter. Because they will still get the vote because they have been told, the entire populace has been told over and over and over again on a daily basis that, yes, Trump is the devil. He's evil. He needs to get out. Now, they have no evidence for that. If you ask one of them, why is Trump bad? You said, you just said you're going to cast this vote because you need Trump out. I need to know why. You have to tell me why he's evil. Do you know they can't do it? They can't name a single action that he has taken that would even come close to proving their hypothesis that he is evil, that he needs to go, that he is incompetent, that he is racist. There's nothing. No action he has taken. Nothing. No, no executive order. No, nothing. And they can't name one. And the weird thing is they don't think they have to. They just say, well, we all know it. Everyone knows it. Yes, everybody, quote unquote, knows it because you've been told to, quote, know it. The newspapers and the media and, and CNN and MSNBC, they've all been telling you this and they're not actually giving you anything. They're not giving you any real information. They're just telling you this. So it gets ingrained in your skull. The kids in cages thing, we've been over this. That had nothing to do with him. It started with the Bush administration, or actually Clinton, I think. It dates back to the 90s. The cages were there when Obama was, was in office for all eight years. No one said a word. It's not like Trump put in a million more cages and filled them with kids. That didn't happen. It never happened. The same processes are in place. So that's out. Now, for my part, I would say, I mean, I, in terms of failures, I, I don't think Trump has done anything on the healthcare side. I think we're still floundering. Um, but frankly, I don't know what, he, what you can do. We are in such terrible health, mentally and physically. I've said this many, many times in the past. I said that is the number one reason why COVID got us as much as it did. If we were in, if we were a healthy society, it would have been barely a blip on the radar because it doesn't, that thing doesn't kill the healthy. It kills the elderly and infirm. We have an increasingly elderly society and we have an increasingly infirm society. People have all kinds of problems. We're in the worst condition we have ever been in. So any nasty virus is going to come get us and hit us pretty hard. And that's what happened, really. And I just don't know how to combat this other than to continue to force the education down everyone's throats because you kind of have to from the time their children how to eat well and be active and understand how to live a healthy lifestyle and to not 
simply turn to doctors every four seconds for a hangnail because all they're going to do is pump you full of medication that you absolutely do not need. And oh, gee, look, three months later, that same medication is on late night TV in an infomercial with lawyers going, if this drug did such and such and such to you, I don't know why people keep jumping aboard that bandwagon. I read the, the laundry list of side effects for these things that people take and something like, you know, eczema, I'm just going, you, wouldn't you rather have the freaking itchy skin? Jesus. This? You're willing to risk stroke? And what, what the hell is this? There's 75 side effects on here, and they're all nasty. 65 of them are way worse than what you've got. And what happens when you get those? That's right, you take more medication. Look, it's a vicious circle. I'm sorry, but it is. I have, I can't rail against this enough, but it's just the way it is. Um, anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. The, the, point of, the point I'm trying to make is that if we're going to look at this from strictly from uh, an objective point of view, which is what we need to do, then Trump needs to stand up and simply give us that which we need for objectivity. We don't want emotion. We're done with that. We need to get above that. We need to be more civilized than this. We're being dragged down the rabbit hole of hostility and hate and violence. And it cannot be that way. We want a leader that pulls us back up out of this and says we, we need to get back to being civilized. We need to say you, you want to vote for somebody else, fine. Then you're going to vote based on job performance, based on how you think this elected official has represented you and how what he has done for the country. That's it. That's all you do. From here until November, if I'm Trump, every single day on Twitter, I'm not going after Democrats. I'm just putting up another little bullet point of something that I have done, something that cannot be contradicted, that is verifiable, that has documented evidence that this is what happened during my term. And there's lots. There's plenty. Everything from the economy to immigration steps, he has done a lot. So put it all up there. Every, just a different one every day. Could be small, whatever. Just keep throwing it up there. Ignore all the noise from the Democrats. Just keep throwing that up there. And every once in a while, slip in a failure of a job performance of the Democrats. And don't make it personal. We're, we're really, we're sick of that. Just throw it out there. Say, well, Biden failed to do this. The Biden-Obama administration, here's their failures. Here's one right here. Right here. And just keep doing that. Over and over. And when you get to the point of debates, simply have those right at, you know, at the tips of your finger, at, the, at your fingertips. Say, hey, you want to debate me? You want to say I'm not the right person for this? Then what you need to do is counter this. Counter this job performance and say where I failed and why and how you can do it better. I guarantee you Biden can't answer those questions. He has no clue. He could not even begin to answer those questions. If you've noticed, he has become significantly more leftist leaning. About six, seven months ago, he was seen as the quote unquote moderate candidate. He really was. He was the, the least radical of the group of all those people that were running. So when he was, you know, on the path to the accepting the nomination, it basically came down to him and, and Sanders, and Biden got it. I think some people were breathing a sigh of relief and going, well, Okay, well, at least it's not Sanders, you know, or at least it's not Warren, or at least it's not Harris, or the far left. And what happens? He chooses Kamala Harris as a running mate. He starts spouting rhetoric that is only far left rhetoric. He has become so far left, and only in a, in a very short span of time. This shows how easily he is manipulated and led, which is why he absolutely cannot be in the White House. He's just going to be a puppet, and everybody should know it. Nothing that happens from here on out, if he gets in, will be his idea. And that's why we have to be very worried about him getting in. And that's why 
All you really have to do is go after it, point blank. Say, here's what I've done. Here's what you've done. How is what you've done better than what I've done? And oh, by the way, uh, what are your ideas and plans to do it better than I've done? Just do that. He can't answer those. He has, it'll be a blithering mess. He has no hope. Just do that. It's over. And there's nothing personal about it. Nothing at all. There's no, the C CNN and all of them, they'll try and spin it as best they can, but they really won't be able to because it'll be obvious. It'll be up there on the screen for everyone to see. Biden cannot answer these questions. He has no way of figuring this out. He has no way of saying, I'll do this better and this is how it's going to work. And any idea that comes through is going to be hugely radically leftist because he has become their puppet. He's only going to be parroting what they tell him. And that will also come through. This is my advice to the president. I, as an advisor, this is what I say to do. This would be my plan. Now, again, I'm no expert. I'm not qualified for this. I'm just a random guy talking about what he sees and what he thinks. That's all. But I really think it's the best approach to take. If you think I'm wrong or if you think there's a better way to do it or if you have any other ideas, feel free to let me know. Um, and that'll be it for this week. And um, uh, I encourage you to continually seek the truth, whether it's right, left, whatever. The truth is all we want. I don't, I don't care where it ends up. I don't care on which side of the aisle it ends up. I just want the truth. That's what we should all be going after. So, uh, again, I appreciate the listen. I always do. I just do this for fun. I don't get money for this. Um, I'm just putting it out there, and I, I don't do ads. It's always free. I'm on all these services that offer podcasts. I don't know, like a dozen of them. It doesn't really matter. Very few people listen. There's so many people who love a podcast these days. And I don't do anything fancy in mine. So um, it's it's difficult to gain any traction. But, again, any anybody who lends an ear. Much appreciated. And please do share with your friends and family if you think they'd like it as well. Um, and uh, that's it for me, and I'll see you again next week. Thank you.